0: Hi, I'm Allison Howell. You're listening to The Trunk Show, where I talk with founders of leading event rental companies about the adventure of running a business. The show is brought to you by RW Elephant, the mighty inventory management software for your event rental business. My guest
1: for this episode hails from Wilmington, North Carolina. I'm Martha Sanabanda, and I'm the owner of Martha, My Dear Rentals.
0: We're going to get into topics like turning an event rentals hobby into a full-time business, the rewards of growing a business slowly, and rental policies that can free up your time to focus on the stuff that really matters. All of that and more is coming up on The Trunk Show.
1: Where did the name Martha My Dear come from? Oh, uh, so Martha My Dear is actually um, the name of a Beatles song. Uh huh. So my name is Martha. I'm named after my grandmother. All my life, I've kind of you know, been teased in school about having this older lady name, and so um, I always sure. loved the Beatles, and I love that song. and a play on on my name and the song, and, and trying to make the my name cool. Mm. Um,
0: tell us about the market in Wilmington a little bit.
1: It's a smaller town. We're over here um, by the beach. We're in the south, and I think our our traditions have been more classical. Weddings have been kind of like light and airy, and And pretty, a lot of outdoor weddings hasn't been super modern. It hasn't been moody. And so, how would you describe your collection? I think when we first started, we were very um, shabby chic because that was kind of the feel at that time. This past year, we kind of have revamped our collection a bit. And I have some rental friends in other states, and I see and learn about what's popular over there. It's been fun to kind of take those elements that. I liked and appreciated from other rental companies and try to put our spin on it and still honor it, but, you know, kind of make it our own as well. I've been trying to bring some more um, modern pieces here to Wilmington and it's been getting some attraction. Yeah,
0: so what pieces build the foundation of your collection?
1: I think color palette is really important. I would say that neutrals are always a classic piece. Um, and it's probably the most versatile also because it could be used in so many different ways um, just by adding accessories. So I think what's been really fun for us this year is we we added a new kind of farm table. So we're trying to bring some, like, elegance to the farm table and, and not just have it be, um, you know, this brown, rustic piece.
0: So tell us about these new farm tables. What makes them more elegant?
1: They're called the heartwood farm table. Our other farm tables are are a lot darker. These are lighter. The legs are trestle tables. Okay. Yeah. So it's exciting to have a new style and we kind of have built a collection around this farm table in hopes that people would want to rent the entire collection. I've been trying to create a collection so that people would want to rent our chairs that match the heartwood farm table and create, you know, a heartwood cocktail table that also matches our heartwood farm table and um, just kind of like create bigger orders for folks. So are you building those pieces in-house? So we actually found a carpenter in town and he actually, it's so funny, um, he lives on our block. Oh. Yeah. We were so lucky to find him. And so this past year, you know, we just kind of sat down and, and put together some plans and we started with farm tables and then we added, um, chairs to match the farm tables and cocktail tables that he also built for us. Um, and it's just, we added bars that matched the table that matched the cocktail table. Yeah. It's been fun.
0: And is your region or local market interested in sort of the craftsmanship or the makers behind your collection, or is that not much of a decision-making factor in their renting.
1: Well, I actually find that most of the clients that come to us, they appreciate um, that our farm tables are made with real wood. Um, There are some competitors that don't have uh, real wood as farm tables, or we make sure that our chairs Mm -hmm. are are real wood. And it just has so much character to it. And so Mm -hmm. our target bride loves that. Right.
0: Well, I can just imagine knowing that it was... Made in Wilmington, um, also is just a sweet, a, another sweet connection there that people feel like, oh, I'm supporting two local businesses here by renting this table, not just one.
1: Yeah, and there's a story behind it. You know, I guess to tell them a little bit about how I met our neighbor down the street and learned that he was a carpenter, and I think it's, you know, it's kind of endearing to hear that and and to see this collection that we built all around that one table.
0: Right. Right. Well, and it also gives you a point of view, right? This is not just any old table. It's a table created here from the point of view of this place. It's um it's unique in that way, too. So. Yeah, I think it's really um a beautiful way to add to your collection to be um hyper local. Yeah. So what got you into this?
1: How did you get started in rentals? Back in 2013, um, my husband, now husband Brian, proposed to me. And so it all started with me planning our wedding.
0: And that was there in Wilmington?
1: Yeah. So we got married here in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, and at that time I had done a lot of research and tried to find um, some specialty items. And we discovered that there wasn't a ton of that in our town. Sure. Yeah. And so we were also on a budget at that time. So we kind of just took it upon ourselves to go ahead and and try to find these items ourselves.
0: Got it. So what was the moment when you first had the idea to start renting those pieces to other people?
1: Yeah. So we, um, while we were planning our wedding the whole time, um, Brian was also in school and so he had went back to school and was studying accounting and I was working at a nonprofit and, you know, our lives were, we kind of, were living very humbly and we were students. So we, we were on a budget for our wedding and we thought, you know, this could be a way for us to also make some money in the future. Or I thought that at first.
0: So what was the turning point? Like, when did you decide, Hey, I'm going to start I'm gonna I'm gonna call somebody up and say, hey, do you want to rent this from me? Like, how did you actually put yourself out there?
1: So at first, um, it was something that I didn't really talk about because I I was trying to um, make sure that this was a strategic move for us. So we we kind of had that conversation as we got closer to our wedding, and I and I asked him, you know, could this be something that we could create into a business one day? Um, and so we. We both thought that if we tried hard enough, there would be something that we could do together. And we made that decision to keep our job um, while we tried to learn about the business, create the business and market it.
0: Okay, wait, wait. So you're planning a wedding and you're starting new jobs and you're starting a business. You did all three of those things at the same time.
1: Yeah, we, we always do things that are complicated like that all at the same time. Okay. So you've told
0: Brian now I want to start this business and he's on board right away.
1: Well, at first he was a bit skeptical. Um, You know, this was completely different than what we were planning on doing with our lives. He was in school to be an accountant. I was working in the nonprofit world and I was working as a social worker with people who had mental illness and we don't have a business background. We've never done this before. Um, but he knew that this was something that i kind of wanted to pursue. And it was, it was an idea I just couldn't stop thinking about. So, mm. you know, working in the social work field was at that time really draining for me, um, helping sure. people who have these awful life crises. And um, I turned to planning our wedding and possibly starting a business as therapy. So it was kind of something that I looked forward to doing after I got off work um, to get my mind off of work. And I found that it brought me like a lot of joy and a lot of happiness. And and it became this whole other animal. I would meet with clients and other vendors in the wedding world and they would always say how calm I was and how, you know, and nothing really seemed to bother me. And yes, there are many crises in the wedding world and planning wedding is a big deal, but it just felt a lot different than having to deal with people who were homeless and people who were on addiction. It was a completely different type of problem. Sure. So
0: you started your business. Was the goal to transition out of your day
1: job? Yeah. Well, at first I, it was funny because at first I even called it a hobby. Um, Okay. I was looking back at like old Instagram pictures from the very first few posts that I had. And I took a picture of our business card that I made. And in the caption of the post it said, excited about my new hobby for 2014. So even with a business card, I was calling it a hobby. When do you think that changed? I think it changed probably when we did our first few events and... Um, I saw that, you know, people were interested in us and we were getting some actual checks coming in and, and people were kind of, you know, treating it as a business and not um, as a hobby. And it was something that, that I was trying to, you know, create and, and protect and promote.
0: What was your first event?
1: Our first event was a very small wedding. Um, I think the only thing that they had rented from us was the mantle, which is funny, the mantle that I used for my wedding. And we probably had like three items that we rented and we delivered it on a Saturday. We made a couple hundred dollars and it just felt, oh my gosh, like so exciting. You know, that small event yeah. was was probably more than I would have made at my job working for a couple of days.
0: So it was... um significant both in like the moment somebody rented our pieces, but also financially it felt like, oh, this is legitimate.
1: Yeah. It felt like, you know, this work was, was legitimate and it was money that we were taking for the work that we did and keeping for ourselves and not having to, um, you know, give to our supervisor or to an employer. Did your
0: family or friends, when you told them, hey, I'm starting this business on the side, was that something they were like, Oh, of course, you're totally entrepreneurial.
1: So I think when I first told people, they were skeptical. Um, and I remember being worried about telling folks because I didn't want them to kind of crush my dreams or, and this idea that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I remember one of my friends kind of said to me, well, how are you going to do that and also work full time? And I remember someone else telling me like, oh, you're not going to quit your day job, right? So it was kind of, it was a little bit scary to tell people. And because of that, um, it kind of made me want to protect it even more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting you say protect it. I once heard somebody talking about sort of ideas that we have, whether it's for a business or an art project or maybe some other kind of creative experience um, that we kind of think of it as a baby bird and it's like, this thing that we want to protect and make sure is safe. And then eventually we have to like let it fly, but it's a really scary thing to let it like leave the nest, you know? But as you're talking about that, I've heard you say the word protect a couple of times. And it is interesting, like when it's that small or when it's that close to you, you do feel this sense of like, I want to protect this. I don't want someone to talk me out of this. I don't want someone to tell me I can't do it. I want to be able to like, test this out and prove it before I get too much feedback.
1: Yeah. And I think, and it's so hard in the beginning, especially with any business. Um, You know, I always hear people say like the first five years are the hardest or you won't be making any profit. If you can make it to your five, you'll be okay. So I kind of thought of that going into it. I knew that the Mm -hmm. first couple years were going to be tough. And whenever It felt like we wanted to give up. I just told myself, like, this is the course. This is how it is when you start a business. Um, And if we can, Mm -hmm. you know, celebrate, like, the smaller things, that would be more meaningful. And let's just, you know, take it year by year, but also plan ahead. Sure. I mean, it was the best thing that I probably could have done um, because we were able to take all of the money that we made from the business and put it right back into the business. And I think the great thing too is that we were able to not have to take out any loans. And so we were essentially debt-free for most of the time. Yeah,
0: well, that gives you a lot of freedom to grow and experiment and try things and not feel pressure,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, we, we were able to kind of finance ourselves so we didn't have to worry about like paying some money back to anyone or trying to make someone else happy. Um, we were able to, like, make our own decisions and just know that, you know, if we didn't book an event this month or if we didn't, you know, have all this extra income coming in, we would be okay and we can try to and find new ways to grow the business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so was there ever a transition point when you knew you needed to choose one or the
1: other? It was probably when I got pregnant with my daughter that we decided um, that we definitely could not go out. We continue to do this route where we're just working 24 seven and and balancing all these things. Right.
0: What, what changed in your business? Did anything change in your business when you, when you were pregnant? Were there things you stopped doing? Were there things you started doing?
1: Yeah. So, um, when I got pregnant, I did let my employer know where I was working that I had a business and I let them know that my plans Mm -hmm. were eventually when I had our daughter to pull back some from the, from working with them and eventually stop altogether. Mm -hmm. I continued working the entire time. We ended up having to plan our C-section just because of some risks that were involved. And the Uh doctor asked me, you know, do you want to have your C-section on Friday or do you want to have it on Monday? And we had events planned for that weekend.
0: (laughs) Please tell me you weren't doing deliveries while you were that pregnant? No,
1: that was that was the biggest blessing. So once I was pregnant, I stopped doing all deliveries and it forced us to have um, some extra help in place to do that kind of thing for us.
0: Well, you know what? That's kind of a good marker, right? If you've like always wanted to get out of the delivery portion of your business and you just can't figure out how to hire people, I guess you could always just get pregnant. And then it's like, well, now I have to really figure it out, right? It was
1: the best excuse.
0: <laughs> good. Um, and so... What has been different in your business now that you're a mom?
1: It has not been easy, but it's been great because having my daughter has been a great excuse um, for me to kind of prioritize my time. It's allowed me to kind of pick days where I was going to spend that time with my daughter and take care of her and pick days that I was going to be in the office or days that I would be out um, meeting with clients. So it's it's definitely forced me to kind of keep certain hours and and look at my time more as being valuable. So I kind of look at my day now and think, like, what's the best way to spend my time? Um, Is it worth me, you know, maybe giving up story time with my daughter at the library to go make this appointment? Um, Is that something that I need to be there for or can someone else handle it? That's interesting.
0: So, what processes or practices did you have in place before you had Sadie that made the transition easier?
1: We made it important to hire some additional help to handle those deliveries, like we talked about. Brian kind of has taken on the role in being our predominant warehouse guy. So, he's at that warehouse more than I am. He's um, handling all the deliveries, meeting with all of the staff that's helping us with those deliveries, um, loading up the trucks. And that's really allowed me to step back and kind of be the person that meeting with all the brides, doing all the advertising and, and planning with all the planners.
0: And what do you think has changed in your business as a result of that kind of division for you guys?
1: I think it's really helped. Um, our business has done really well this past year, more than we thought we ever would um, you know we kind of set some humble and manageable expectations last year for us and, and we've exceeded that and I think it's because we kind of just took on different roles and kind of did what we were what we were good at
0: Has it ever been hard to trust one another as you've moved into these um more separated roles?
1: So in the beginning it was really tough for me to not be at every delivery and every pickup and, even though physically I couldn't because I was pregnant, I think I realized that he can handle that, and it allowed me time to kind of dream a little bit about our business, and um, it gave me energy to do that. And and you know, while I'm doing all this, I'm also I was also preparing for our daughter. So it kind of it was nice to step back a little bit, but I kind of had to be forced to.
0: Are there any other rules or policies or processes that you've put in place that have been game changers for you in your rental business?
1: Well, I think especially this year, um, we've changed some things in terms of minimums. So now we used to deliver two chairs all over town for an event. Um, So we definitely put in place some rental minimums, And that was a bit scary at first. We thought we would lose business. But if anything, I think it's helped us gain more business. Tell me more about that. Yeah. So we, you know, we'll get some inquiries from brides that that want to rent maybe just a sweetheart table and two chairs. And, you know, I will respond and let them know that that those pieces are available and we'd love to send it to them, but we have a minimum and, and could they possibly add a little bit to their order? So, um, so yeah, we have some of that in place that's helped and, and we find that most of the time brides are on board and, and they look more into our inventory and and add to the order. That's
0: great. So it seems like the thing that you feared actually hasn't come true and instead the opposite has been the case.
1: Yeah. And then, and we realized that if we don't get that business, um, that that's okay because at the end of the day, you know, do we want to to sacrifice our time that's really limited and and do we want to just go over town for two chairs.
0: Right. Well, and it seems like you've definitely entered into a season where time is more valuable to you than those few hundred bucks that you'd make um, renting just a couple chairs. And now the time is the thing that you want most of in your life.
1: Yeah. And I think that's been great because that's what my daughter has brought to us. Um, She made us prioritize Mm -hmm. our time and, and put a value on it.
0: Sure. Um, So what have been some of your barriers to
1: growth? Oh gosh. Um, I think it's the pace that we've chosen to grow at. We knew that we wanted to start slowly and we wanted, it was important to us to really build roots. Um, And so I think that was difficult at first because we had our full-time jobs and we only had X amount of time to dedicate to it. Um, So we knew that we were probably going to grow a lot slower compared to some other companies that were, you know, all in from day one.
0: Sure. Um, So how did you push past that? How did you keep going even though that was difficult?
1: Um, I think I'm lucky enough to have Brian who has such a strong work ethic and just both of us, you know, being on board, you know, we had to, we haven't had, you know, the biggest social life um, because we are kind of trying to work all the time and play catch up. That has been a challenge, but we, you know, we've always been on the same page and we always just said, you know, we'll get through this together and then and then we'll, we can enjoy it one day together as well. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, that's really such an important blessing to have a partner in this experience that um, is so supportive
1: I can't imagine doing this without him. And we kind of always, you know, we'll have our talks throughout the year and just check in with each other and make sure like we're both okay. Like we're both um, feeling seen and, you know, do we need to take a break? Do we need to just go away on a vacation when this is when we get, Mm -hmm. whenever we get a chance. So we do that regularly.
0: Well, as you look back at the, let's see now five years you've been in business what moments have you truly celebrated? What are what are the two or three big highs that you look back and think, wow, those were really great?
1: Yeah. Um, let's see. So the first big moment was when we were invited to a very large event in our town. Um, it was kind of this wedding showcase that you had to be invited to attend as a vendor. Um, we remember going to this wedding show back when we were engaged. So it was really exciting when we were invited to attend as, as a vendor and as a business.
0: Yeah. You were the insiders.
1: Yeah. It was really exciting. That was probably our big first moment about a year and a half in our business. Oh, I think the biggest, and we are still celebrating, it's been over a year, but was just our warehouse. For so long, we worked out of our garage and, you know, I was I'm still grateful for those brides that would come to our house and, you know, still sign the contract and still believed in us. Um, but just getting a legitimate sign and a space has been so amazing for us. Yeah, it's no longer a hobby business, right? No, it's like we have our business address. We have a mailing address. We have a big sign. And we have a space that we're proud of.
0: I hope you enjoyed hearing about Martha's Rental Adventure. Check out the show notes to find links to Martha My Dear's website and Instagram. While you're in the show notes, look out for the link to join the RW Elephant mailing list, which offers more industry resources and happenings. As usual, on The Trunk Show, I've got a lightning round of questions to ask my guest. So stick around. Okay, so favorite piece in your collection? Our Sadie sofa. Is it named after the baby or is the baby named after the sofa? <laughs>
1: We named the sofa after the baby. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> um, ramp or lift gate? Ramp. Uh, sole proprietorship, LLC, S Corp, Offshore Dummy
1: Corporation. Right now, I believe we're an S Corp. And I hear that okay. it works for us. I, I still don't understand it okay. completely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, but you've got an accountant for a husband. So, yeah. Is there a podcast you love?
1: Yes. Um, I love how I built this by Skyron. So good. Um, Who inspires you? I feel like my daughter inspires me. And it it probably sounds cheesy and corny, but I just, I do everything for her. And I'm I'm hoping that one day, like she will look back at this and be proud. Mm, I'm sure she will be.
0: Uh, Dream buying trip destination? I would love to go to Europe. Is your personal style different than your rental collection?
1: It's funny, I think our personal style has actually changed because of the rental collection. So it's, it's kind of merging with, um, with our Heartwood collection right now. Three
0: things outside of work that you love to do.
1: Right now, I love to soak in a bathtub. <laughs> mm. I love to eat good food um, as much mm-hmm. as I can and massages whenever I can. Great. What is a business
0: tool that you couldn't live without? Um, A laptop. What's the next big trend in rentals?
1: I think in our area, um, we are finally leaning towards more specialty chairs, like dining chairs, and people are are looking more to get like a, a different kind of chair, which is fun. Okay,
0: so here's my final question to close us out. What do you enjoy most about your rental adventure?
1: Oh my goodness. Um, I just have really enjoyed being part of the whole journey and, and riding it out um, through our, our other jobs. You know, we only get to see certain aspects of projects and it's just been kind of nice being there for everything. And Well, I hope it's a ride you're proud of. I am. And it, I feel like it's just started.
0: Thanks for listening to The Trunk Show brought to you by RW Elephant. If there are guests or topics you'd like to hear on the show, let us know. I'm Alison Howell. Happy renting!